0: So this is our yatra wrap up, the grand finale. We've been together doing this yatra here in uh, Nabadweep and Ekachakra and Katwa and Yajigram and so forth. And uh, many of the devotees, over half the devotees aren't here because they've already returned to their respective places so they can continue with their duties. But this will be recorded, and so I... I want the devotees to participate. You can always carry with you. But we all have the experience that very nice inspiring experience sometime passes and something happens. Ooh. Something happens. So how to sustain that? So, I requested Bhakti Vikash Maharaj when I first saw him here in Mayapur. I didn't know that he was going to be here. Perhaps he didn't know that I was going to be here either. No, I was You had an idea, I was okay. He's here for the month doing a vrata for Kartik month in Mayapur dam And he had a grand window of about an hour, an hour and a half each day, so only in a certain time, and so this works out. So, since he has to run and go to take care of the deities on the altar, at 12 o'clock, right? Something like that. Um, yeah, he has some, some commitment that he has to attend to. I'm praying to the deities to take care of me. <laughs> Oh, you're the servant. You're taking care. So, you all know Bhaktivedika Smaras. So I don't know if he needs any introduction. Very vigorous preacher, Krishna consciousness, throughout the world, and very, very dedicated father of Shiva Prabhupāda, and he's been working I don't know how many years now, on a wonderful biography of Bhakti Siddhanta, Sarma Thakur. And one day, we'll get to see that wonderful biography, he's constantly writing numbers of books simultaneously, which means they
1: come out very slowly, huh? which means they come out very slowly. Yeah.
0: along with the travel. Are you working on something while you're here? Just breath So he's absorbed in the brata of Kartik and the dam of Shri Damayapur, and is certainly accustomed to speaking to audiences. And you can by your speaking, you can appreciate it several hundred more people that aren't assembled here right now are going to hear what you're speaking the importance of visiting the Dom and the importance and what how you can take with you and apply in your practical spiritual life that inspiration that comes from visiting the Holy Dom she the
1: Thank you, Rampar Maharaj, for calling me to speak. You were last you led a program in St. Louis, what about six weeks ago, something like something like that. Like that. Yeah, here we are. Here we are. So far from there in the real world, America's just tinsel world. Tinsel, you know what that means? It's artificial. This is just like Maharaj was saying, all the Thams are in Navadweep. This is the spiritual world. Are you appreciating that? Do you think that everyone here is appreciating that? Everyone in the Dham is appreciating that. I don't I disagree. I think there are many people here who who are living here who their main interest in being here is eating, sleeping, mating and defending. It seems like that, doesn't it? If you go outside the gate and ask the rickshaw wallahs something about Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, they're more interested in driving up the road, isn't it? They can get a few rupees for smoking, biddies or whatever. So they're very fortunate to be living in the town and it should be that you're less fortunate because you're only coming for a short time. But it seems that you're more fortunate because your appreciation is more. Why is that? How is it that you can get more appreciation? By association, Now, yeah. You went to all these places. Where would you go? Katwa, Jajigram, egg chakra, all these important places. Now, you could have just gone there. There are guide you, or you, you can hire a, a taxi to drive you from Mayapur to egg chakra. And you could go there, you could see the temple, take prasada, maybe even read something from Chaitanya Bhagavat. You could have just gone by yourself. Would it have been the same? What's the difference? Mm. Say it, say it, say it. Yeah, that makes a difference. One cannot enter the dham by oneself. Just like you can't, you can't do a, a jump. You can into Vrindavan or Mayapur, just jump in. You can physically jump into the Ganga or Radha Kund. But real entry to the dham means to be taken there. By a resident of the dham. And as Srila Bhaktisiddhan Saswataku has elaborately explained, a resident of the dham is not necessarily someone whose visible body is present there. Actual residence in the dham is by consciousness. By understanding, which comes from submissive hearing and service. So you've gained some entrance into the Dhamma. And that impression will stay. Maharaj is saying that. we'll go back and for some days we'll feel inspiration and then gradually we may forget that to some extent. However, I don't think any of you are going to fully forget this visit, are you? It's something you'll remember. And as we know from both from Modern psychology and from Vedic psychology. The, everything we do creates an impression in the mind. It's an important term, sangskara, the impression that's made in the mind. We have so many bad sangskaras from this life and previous lives. But these impressions, remembering Mayapur Dham, Na, by remembering this, we can always call to mind whatever situation we may be in that there is better life, real life, that this is the, the real world. The real world is where there is Krishna, His devotees, devotional service, constant chanting of the holy names. This is the real world. And the world that we may go back to... That may seem to hard-headed realists of the modern world that this is the real world, the world of computers and mass communication and politics and making money and business. This is not the real world. That's the world of what they call hard-headed realists. But devotees should know that the the actual real world is open to those who are not hard-headed, which is required in the modern corporate world to be hard-headed. Otherwise you can't so-called get ahead. But a devotee is soft-hearted, not hard-headed. The real world is the world of soft-heartedness, not hard-headedness. From another perspective also, uh, turned out the real world, modern life is artificial of course the whole material world is artificial but the modern world especially is making special endeavors to be more artificial the whole way of life is based on making money to purchase things that we wouldn't need if we weren't living in such a complex artificial society. You need to have a car so you can go to work. Or why do you have to go to work? To get money so that you can eat, sleep, mate and defend. Roti <laughs> oh, Kapramakan It's So, but you don't need all those things, you don't need to have factories to provide roti kapra makan. And actually, the the roti kapra makan of of modern life is not as good as the original. I don't think any of you know what chapatis taste like, you're all too young. Since they brought in all the modern seeds and the, the artificial, the, the green revolution. After the green revolution, no one ever got a real chapati. It's all artificial. <laughs> the, the old atta was so much better. Same thing. Clothing. Everyone's wearing mass-produced pants and shirts. And you look at someone, you're not sure whether they're male or female, because they dress the same, hair looks the same, and you have a close look to see if they shave today or not. So, people in the heat of India are wearing polyester and terry cotton clothes, which is ridiculous. Instead of wearing nice cool kadi, dhoti, they're wearing some polyester pants which makes them sweat and then they have to go in the air conditioning. So it's artificial, the whole thing's artificial, but for city people, seeing how people to a much greater extent live very simply, it's also educational, isn't it? Prabhupada, he wanted that our devotees establish communities based on simple living and high thinking. So that's still going on to some extent. The old simple way of life is still going on to some extent in the villages of India, which the city people of India really have not much idea about. They'll drive on the highway From one city to another. But they don't know much about the village life. Of course the the village life is also much compromised now, but still it's more conducive to Krishna conscious culture. Even now in the one devotee who lives an hour's journey from here, it's an hour's journey. It's not very far, but the roads are bad. Otherwise you can go by boat. Either way it takes about an hour. And boats also now it's all chug 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 chug. It's all. Previously, the boatmen were rowing the boats. Uh, but he was telling me how in their village during Karthik, they the, not everyone, but quite a few of their villagers, they, the people get up at three o'clock in the morning. They do prabhat ferry you know, say in Hindi, not in Bengali. <laughs> going out around the village, chanting the holy names. Then just at dawn they take Gangasana and distribute prasad to everyone. It's just a tradition that's been going on. In the towns we also find some people do. Still, there are people who follow various vratas, but the percentage is much less. The the village is more conducive to this natural Krishna conscious culture. So that's something to bear in mind also. It's something that Prabhupada spoke a lot about, that this Modern way of life is artificial and it's soul-killing. Because modern life is based on consumerism. And consumerism means you have to increase people's load. Otherwise, why would people buy so many things? No one in the world would ever buy one bottle of Coca-Cola or Pepsi-Cola if it wasn't advertised. Because there's nothing very good about it. And why, why should you buy it? They have to advertise. And then everything is advertised by, by increasing calm, showing young men and women dancing around and drinking Pepsi-Cola. So he's saying, oh, that looks good. I think I should drink Pepsi-Cola. And there you go. And they sold their bottle of Pepsi-Cola or can. And uh, where there's calm, there must be crude, because crude is karma noga sorry, kāma-nuja is the word given. the younger brother of kāma, or what follows after kāma is krodh. So, modern society is increasing kāma, krodh, and low, which are three gates leading to hell. Who knows the verse? Anyone? Kama Therefore, these are the three gates to hell Krishna says, so therefore these three should be given up. But modern society is promoting them more. So that's something to remember that Modern life, people are living in a big illusion that this is wonderful, we're making progress. Actually, in the West, people not much in this illusion because they've seen that what are the results of this modern way of life. People are simply miserable. I was, I was with Maharaj in St. Louis, which is in the Midwest of America, about six weeks ago, something like that. And then after that, shortly after that, I was in Southern California, which is the Los Angeles, San Diego area, so I was giving a few lectures there. So I was telling the people there that, see, uh, so many people all over the world, they want to come to America. And all the American consulates in India, there's a four-month waiting list to get an interview for a visa. People there's so much there's so much overload of people wanting to come to America because it's the world's most prestigious country and known as the rich country. People want to come. Uh, America is prestigious, and in all of America, people think California best, isn't it? What is it? And in California, Los Angeles or Southern California is very famous. So I said to people, "So many people want to come here. So I've come here and I've seen that you're all you're all living here all your lives and you're all completely miserable and full of anxiety." And I I was there. I gave about five lectures. I said this in about five lectures, and everyone agreed. No one disagreed. Everyone agreed. So in the West, where there is so much progress of the type that people in India and other countries want, the people are fed up. What is this? It's, it's not giving us anything of any value, we're simply, everyone's you know, full of anxiety. There's no love between people. No actual really. more than fifty percent of the population are on medication for for psychological and nervous disorders. This is their progress but in India people ah, progress ah. now i'm living on the, the I'm living on the 15th story ah oh, this is wonderful i'm living in a, in a huge condominium building. It's so wonderful and the, the, the toilet is so small, I can, you can hardly open the door because it hits against the privy but you know, this is a prestigious condominium. <laughs> and I, it doesn't matter the toilet is so small because I only have time to go there once a day anyway because I'm out earning money to pay, the, to pay the home loan out 16 hours a day in, a, in an air-conditioned office. And, And we're thinking, this is so wonderful, this is progress, but where's the progress? It's simply increasing calm, growth, and low. So, we should see that this this is not how human life is meant to, to be lived. Human life is meant to be lived very simply, and chant Hare Krishna. Hear about Krishna. Now a few days you've been absorbed in hearing and chanting about Krishna and the association of devotees. Actually life is meant to be like that every day. But the demands of modern society are such that to, to get roti makan, which means food, clothing and shelter for those who don't understand Hindi. To get that, one has to undergo so much difficulty, that by the grace of God is available easily. And. One can procure these without much effort, and the time saved, instead of producing artificial necessities, should be utilized for hearing and chanting about Krishna and the association of devotees. But we have no time, and the education system teaches us that this is a waste of time, because the real purpose of life is to work hard and get ahead. So that you can pay for your hole on the 15th star of your prestigious condominium. This is not what life is meant for. So, we take back memories of the Dham. How to practically apply this in our lives that is Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's mission Chaitanya Mahaprabhu his mission is to give mercy this dham is the dham of mercy all the dham's appear in this world To facilitate the pastimes of the Lord and to give mercy, to extend themselves to those who wish to enter the Dham from this mundane sphere. So, all the dhams are merciful, but particularly Mayapur Dham, as Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is merciful, so his dham is merciful. So, taking that inspiration to preach Krishna consciousness and help others to share what we are gaining, that should be the greatest gift that we receive from Mayapoddham. We may think, well, how can we in this, the world we're living in is so materialistic. But Chaitanya Mahaprabhu in his preaching instructions ordered that if we preach about Krishna, we'll never be separate from Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, and we won't be influenced by the waves of material life. Chaitanya Mahaprabhu told Jare Deko Tare Kaha Krishna Upadesh Amar agyai Guru bhaya Taram Edesh Kabul Na Bali Bai A e Bishoy Taramba Punarapi A e Taip Pave Morasam. if you Preach about Krishna, speak about Krishna, tell others what are the instructions of Bhagavad Gita as it is. Then Chaitanya Mahāprabhu says, you won't be affected by the waves of material life. And you will meet me even in this materialistic situation, because he is there where his devotees are preaching his glories. Na ham tishthami vai kunte. Yogi nam riddhi shiva yatra ganti man bhuta tatra tishthami I'm not in Vaikuntha. He says. How about that? I'm not in the hearts of the yogis, but where my devotees are chanting my glories. That's where, I, that's where Krishna likes to be, he likes to be with his devotees, helping them. So we can remain strong in Krishna consciousness, even in an atmosphere which is quite non-conducive to Krishna consciousness, just as the dam is conducive to Krishna consciousness, if we're in the association, particularly if we're in the association of devotees. So materialistic society is non-conducive, particularly, if, again, particularly if we are not in the association devotees. So, going away from the dham, we should pray to Panchatattva to bring the dham with us then by preaching Christian Krishna consciousness on their order and keep association with devotees. And that way we can remain strong. We can remain with Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. And bring more devotees. Make your aim, bring more next time. I'm finished here. I'm finished.
0: I'm finished. Our our system is we have two translations that happen next. If anyone wants to ask questions, we have time for that. Um, Any questions you'd like to ask, Maharaj?
1: Then someone speaks the whole thing again in Hindi? Yeah. Oh
0: take a break. I mean you you can adapt there's no questions.
1: Then someone someone's going to translate it all in Hindi. They're gonna yes. say
0: someone group goes over in Telugu and uh-huh, like uh-huh. about in Hindi and okay. a <laughs> your so, there
1: are favorable as well as unfavorable well un- impressions from our past lives. Uh. So, through association, uh, we uh, try to
0: cultivate or we try to have more of favorable impressions so that unfavorable is in
1: the Yeah. Let us supplant the. Materialistic impressions with spiritual impressions. Anything else? Is there anything good in America? There are lots of devotees there.
0: <laughs> That's <what he> needs. <laughs>
1: Preaching there is very nice. When I left America, I thought I'd like to stay here. And then when I got to India, I thought I'd like to stay here also. The preaching is wonderful everywhere. Well, basically, there's nothing of any value in the material world except Christian consciousness, isn't it? I mean, you could say people in general are, you know, fairly decent in their behaviour, but that's nice if they become Krishna conscious. It's even better. Otherwise, it all adds up to zero without Christian consciousness. For preaching. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah tremendous scope for preaching Christian Consciousness. When people, when people, uh, they admit they're, they're miserable, that's a good start, isn't it, for preaching. I was just saying, I was in Southern California, which is considered the Shangri-La of the world, practically. People want to go to America, especially want to go to California. And I was, I, in a few lectures there, I was saying how you know, people from all over the world want to come here, but actually everyone here is miserable and full of anxieties, and no one disagrees. <laughs> I learned one word in America. Any doctors here? Have many doctors among this group? Prozac.
0: <laughs>
1: it's a well-known word in America. You didn't know it before? No. <laughs> Have many patients on Prozac here? In India? It's a, it's a household word in America. It's an antidepressant drug. It's by... Uh, By prescription or just over-the-counter? By prescription. It's a household word. Just like in India, jalebi is a household word. (laughs) So in America, Prozac. Isn't that unfortunate? The whole country was dedicated to material progress and they they made it to a large extent. It's a very... A materially developed country. I mean, so someone like me coming from India, you know, downtown Chicago or something. Oh, uh, all these big buildings, and of course the roads are all bumpy and bad shit. And you think, oh, this is oh, this. <laughs> Well, I was thinking actually, oh, some anyway so uh, it's such progress they have and you're driving past all these uh, big buildings uh, these huge skyscrapers. They there tell me, well, this, here the, the apartments uh, they start at a million dollars got a big home loan if you have that one but uh, Prozac is a household word depression, anxiety Another interesting thing I was just in the one airport, and just in the line queuing up for checking in, someone was one passenger was speaking to another. Obviously, they didn't know each other. They just started talking to each other, saying, "Yeah, I'm going to wherever it was for the first time in twelve years. I got my my daughters there and." And uh, she's getting married again, and you know, just like it's the most normal thing in the world that people get divorced and remarried. Well, welcome India to the modern world. It's all coming here too. <laughs> One generation, it's going to be the same in India. The way things are going, isn't it? Unless we. Strongly preach Krishna consciousness and give people a higher taste so that they don't uh, succumb to the pressures of modern life. Anything else? If not, then Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, 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 Hare Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Rama, Rama Hare Hare. Janani Vaspru is coming? Yeah. Dhamma Vasijane Pranati Kauriya Magya Krikara lesh is how Bhaktivinoda Thakur tells us to, or he gives the idea how he's envisaging living in. Navadhyam Dham that uh, offering obeisances to the residents of the Dham and begging for a drop of mercy from them. So, Chanani Vas Prabhu is exceptional among Dhamvasis. Apart from his obvious Spiritual qualities, one remarkable thing is that he hasn't left here for 30 years. So he's a real Dhambasi. So please offer your obeisances to him and beg him for a little of the mercy which he's obviously composed of. He's he's full of the mercy of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. Hare Krishna. Hare Krishna. Thank you Maharaj and all the devotees for giving me a chance to talk about all these things and I can also aspire someday to become a dhamvasi. Hare Krishna.
0: Yeah. You want to